nonprofit Hero Factory, a weekly live video broadcast and podcast where we'll be helping nonprofit leaders and innovators create more heroes for their cause and a better world for all of us. Ding. I just love hearing that ding. Hey, everybody. Welcome to episode three of the Nonprofit Hero Factory. This week, I'm going to be talking to my good friend, Mike Ruman, about how to attract and convert traffic for your cause. Me, I'm your host. My name is Boris Kievsky. I am the chief storyteller and nerd for good at .org Strategy. I'm excited to bring the show to you every week where we're going to be talking to different experts about how to uh, help your nonprofit grow its base of heroes, right? Create more heroes for your cause, ultimately, so you could raise more money, you could uh, have a greater impact on the world and really make the world a better place for all of us. I, for one, appreciate everything that you do, as I'm sure most people out there do, whether they are actively supporting you or not. So um, if they're not yet, let's uh, try to figure out ways to get them into your funnel, into your, um, in, uh, start walking up your ladder of engagement and support. And uh, with that, let's bring in uh, Mike Ruman, who is going to talk to us today about how he does it for uh, many churches and other nonprofits that he works with. Mike is the founder of reachthelost.com. He helps churches and nonprofits establish a home base and grow it. He spent over 10 years working in publishing, helping authors and nonprofits create and market their content. He lives in Colorado, spends his free time on the trails of the Rocky Mountains, and is an all-around swell guy. Hey, Mike, come on in. What up, Boris? How's it going? Oh, you got punched for a second there by that little girl, ah. but uh, she moved out of the way. She's very nice like that. Right. <laughs> so, uh, Mike, you and I have known each other for uh, a few years now, let's just say. <laughs> um, you still have more hair than I do, so um, you're still ahead of the game. But uh, you've done a lot of things in, in the time that we've known each other, most of them in, well, all of them in the space of online marketing and, and online content. Um, and I know you've been working with nonprofits the entire time, but recently you really started to focus on nonprofits with Reach the Lost. Uh, tell me a little bit about that. Well, first, I need to ask you about that intro. What is that bading at the end? That is, that is so sweet. <laughs> So uh, my middle child, whom I asked to record that intro, thought that it would be cute to have a bading on there. I had some music uh, initially, not the music that we find that we wound up using, and uh, she wanted she wanted that sparkle like uh, on a toothpaste commercial at the end. Ding! So that was her version of it, and I thought it was so hilarious. I kept. I love it. Yeah, <laughs> makes me smile every time we start the show. Yeah, um, yeah. Thanks for having me on. Uh, so my my background is I spent. 10 years in publishing um, and our publisher, we were a nonprofit. Then I went to a, a large nonprofit. And then six years ago, I jumped to start my own company. And I work with a lot of nonprofits, a lot of churches, um, all over the gambit. I have a magician client to a CrossFit gym, um, to a mom's, a, a mom's ministry. And what I found is that there's some pretty universal strategies that any nonprofit can bring in um, to grow their donor, donor base, to give back to their, to their donor base, um, to, to give to their members. And so, yeah, I'm happy to come on here and share that with you today. Awesome. Um, yeah, you said uh, that your nonprofit superpower is to get and convert traffic. Um, and uh, I watched your intro video. We're going to link to that um, later on in the show and in the show notes. Everybody could find it. I hope they do. Um, but I watched the video, which was awesome. Um, and you talk about um, felt needs and felt need funnels with, with Reach the Lost. 
tell me what, first of all, I guess, what's different right now that churches are going through? Why is, why is, uh, why is Reach the Lost the right solution these days? What's going on in the world that uh, you're thinking this is the approach people need to take? Yeah, good question. Um, so working with churches the last, what, 15 years, um, what I've found is um, churches need to provide a function to help society. And, you know, we, we would do church SEO and we would try to rank for like churches near me, Christian churches, um, kind of like those those really basic like church terms. And what you get are a lot of like church hoppers. You know, someone gets offended at what a pastor says. And so they, I'm going to go find the next church. Um, and those searches are, are great. You know, maybe people new to the new to the area, you know, they're searching, searching online. And we still want to get those. but really like if the church can be the church, what we want to do is we want to help society. And so reach the lost. Um, like Jesus has a verse about he came to seek and save the lost. So, so who is the lost? Like we all are. Um, I'm not sure if you've heard, heard about celebrate recovery. It's kind of the AA for the Christian space, but in that program, he talks about everybody has a hurt, a habit or a hangup. And so everybody has something that needs needs help. My guess is if you and I turn the camera off, and I said, "Hey, what's one good thing and one bad thing?" Like your bad thing would be like something that needs needs help. And so why can't why shouldn't the church help? And so reach the loss. What we do is we identify. So one, I go into you know a church. Let's say it's a nonprofit as, as well, and say, "What do you guys do? Like yeah. what?" what value do you add to the community? Um, and so maybe it's um, hypothetically, let's say it's, it's a pet rescue. So like, what, what do you guys do to the community? And then what we do is we, we tie into Google. So I know you, you mentioned you're the nerd chief nerd. Um, chief storyteller and nerd for good. Nerd for good. I love that. Um, so I'm, I'm a, I'm a data geek. So it's kind of how I pitch myself and I go into Google and I look at what are people searching for, because um, 90% of Google searches are questions looking for answers. And we try and position that church or that ministry, that nonprofit um, as the answer. So if it's a pet rescue, we want to go out there and like answer pet related questions. Um, and then that's how you, you, know, you provide value. And I think we've all heard of Gary V's Give, Give, Ask, uh, or right, was it? Jab, what? jab, right hook. Yeah, jab, jab, hook. Um, but the idea is like, give, 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 and then ask. Um, and so we, we follow that model and reach the loss is very targeted to churches. And so I'll go into a church and say, okay, what, what programs do you have? And a lot of churches, it's, it's cool. Cause they're, they're spinning up like counseling centers. Cause like there's needs. Um, I'm not sure if you've seen the data, but like depression, anxiety, suicide, all these search terms are on the rise. And it's yeah. not just because people are going to Google, like clinically depressed, like this is even before COVID, like those numbers are through the roof. And so our whole mission is to intercept the searches and get people help, get people hope. Um, and to me, I believe that the local church is the hope of the world. Like that's where people can find help, hope. Um, and so we want to connect them to, to that ministry, to that program. Um, but it might be like a, 
Well, I, I guess we might, I might go a little bit too deep, but I have, I kind of have a, a good like funnel. I can kind of show you how we do this with churches that other nonprofits can steal and use for them as well. Yeah, no, I'd, I'd love to get into that funnel. And I, I even just want to break down what you were just talking about because um, it's critical and it's it's something that I, um, pardon the pun, preach to all of my clients too, um, which is basically you need to start by identifying the value you provide. It could be your unique value proposition. It could be an aspect of your mission, but um, too many nonprofits and I'm, 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 I don't know as nearly as much about churches and how they function as, as you do, um, so it's interesting to me to hear that it's exact same issues. You know, too many nonprofits kind of sit back and say, well, we do this. Everyone should just come to us yeah. rather than saying, hey, here's the value we provide. Here's how we could be of service to you right now and solve your pain points. Right. In every avatar that we all create, there's pain points and there's solutions. And the two uh, I'm, I'm shocked how often, um, you know, and, and look, they're not marketing professionals, but how often I'll have uh, someone fill out a client, fill out a um avatar and the pain points will be kind of general, but the solutions more importantly, don't solve the pain points directly. Yeah. Or they, they'll also be general. Well, this is what we do. Well, what is that particular person, that avatar experiencing right now that you're going to help them address? And it sounds like that's exactly what you're doing. And then finding ways to drive Google ad traffic, if, if I'm understanding correctly, to uh, helping people solve those problems, right? Yeah, so I um I had a uh, hashtag shower thought this morning. So um, I was thinking about you in the shower there and uh, what we're going to talk about today. Um, and I thought about NPAAS, Nonprofits as a Service. And so we've heard of software as a service, website of a ser- as a service, but I would love for nonprofits to think of nonprofit as a service. Um, because that's kind of the new model. Like one of one of the nonprofits I worked at, like th- this model is going away, but we had a project that was $5 million that needed funding. And I'm like, man, there's no way we're going to find $5 million. One of the guys in the company hopped on a plane, went to this town in Texas that had, you know, struck oil, came back with $5 million and like funded it. Like, I don't see that happening like ever, like again, um, like that model is going away, especially as like, you know, don't donations and donors are, are going down. But this idea of nonprofit as a service, I think is just getting started. Um, so a few of my clients are ministries, nonprofits in their, their membership sites. Um, and so for your, this is where you have to be a little bit tricky or talk, you know, talk with a lawyer, but like with your donation, um, like I, I love Kevin Kelly has the power of a thousand true fans. Like imagine if you, if you're a pet rescue and you said, Hey, we're really going to focus on, I have, a, I have a golden doodle. I know you just got a, a dog recently here. Doodle. Um, yeah. So we're like, me and you are, are going to start a, a golden doodle rescue. Um, and we want it to be a nonprofit. Like we, we care about golden doodles. We want to see them like thrive, whatever. And so what, what I would do is, is not say, Hey, donate to the golden doodle rescue. Um, I would create content for golden doodle owners or golden doodle fans and say, Hey, it's, Hey, for a hundred bucks, you get this, you know, you get to be a part of the golden doodle rescue team. And we have to address as nonprofits what's in it for them. Yeah. The idea of like, 
hey, send me a you know $25 recurring donation without giving the, the donor anything back, like, I think that's done. Um, and so, hey, for your $100 a year donation, we're going to give you a, a bumper sticker that you can put on the back of your car that says, I love golden doodles, or I, I rescue golden doodles. Something to make them, you know, we talk about the hero, like, how do we make that donor the hero? Like, actually, on the way on the way into my office today, I was behind a guy who had a my kid beat up your honor student. Like, bumper stickers tell us a lot about people. Yeah. Um, yep. So hey, with your hundred dollars, like maybe we say twenty of that, we're going to build a cool donor kit for this um, for the donor. It's going to have the the bumper sticker, um, how to how to care for your golden doodle. There's going to be videos online of like golden doodle care, but that kind of and you know courses and membership sites they're just blowing up everywhere yeah. i mean it's billions of dollars a year are, are spent on courses and so why why can't your nonprofit if, if we're that golden doodle rescue you know write articles about what to feed a golden doodle how to train a golden doodle um and really treat that nonprofit as a service I love that. Uh, I, I, I mean, we've talked a lot over the years, you and I, uh, about uh, earned revenue for nonprofits in general. Um, I think there's a couple of things, though, that, that I want to unpack from what you just said again. The first is, yeah, I think most nonprofits think of themselves as a service organization, but they don't necessarily think of themselves as you know, a nonprofit as a service where they need to be constantly providing value. Um, and that's, of course, something we, we always talk about, whether it be providing value in terms of content or in terms of actual um, work in the world or, or physical um, or software, whatever it might be, uh, value that uh, the donor is getting. One of the values, though, and I kind of want to uh, maybe tease this out a little bit, because one of the, uh, the things is that donors get a lot of emotional value and a lot of um, a lot of ego value, if you will, from supporting a nonprofit, right? There's a story that we all tell ourselves um, about ourselves and that we tell the world about ourselves, whether we're sharing content on Facebook or actually talking to someone at a party or on a Zoom session these days, right? And who we support and what we choose to devote our time and our money to, right? Our resources, our voice, one of the most important resources to, that says a lot about us. So the biggest thing I think that um, nonprofits offer people is, uh, offer their their donors, their supporters, is uh, not even tangible. There's actually some studies that showed that um, when you're doing a crowdfunding campaign, for example, offering people uh, like something that looks like a Kickstarter thing, where if you donate this much, we'll give you this much, has actually decreased donations because people feel it's too transactional. And with a nonprofit, they want to feel good rather than feel transactional, like they're buying something off of Amazon. But at the same time, people love feeling a value for money. So uh, there's there's different ways to show ROI. But I do think, and and I'm going to come back to uh, supporting you on this whole bumper sticker thing, whether it's a bumper sticker or something else. Um, people love uh, people love to feel gratitude. Uh, so if uh, if someone does donate to your organization and you don't promise them anything, you don't say for your donation we're going to send you a tote bag. I don't know how many people still need a tote bag these days, but you do send them something small, something just hopefully even personalized, that makes them feel special. And sometimes these could be digital things, but uh, a physical thing I think is great to put into their space and to help them identify. Um, not to ramble on too long, but it reminds me of you know Robert Cialdini and, and in the book Influence, how uh, he talks about um, 
People who uh, first identified themselves with a small sign in their window as caring about something later allowed someone to come back and put a giant uh, billboard in their front yard um, versus the people who didn't, uh, who they didn't ask to put something small um, in, in their window first. It was a much greater popular percentage that then let, put up, uh, let them put up billboards. So it's that, it's that self-identity thing, right? Uh, even if it's um, a, uh, what, what do you call those Facebook frames these days that, that people yeah. are, are using, right? Help me identify as a supporter to the world and you're going to reinforce my desire to uh, keep supporting you, to keep, uh, what is it? Uh, it's, it's congruence, right? Congruence with my own self-identity, right? Yep. Yeah, I have, I have one client, uh, they're a nonprofit and they started, they're looking at, you know, donations, um, a donation program. And they even called it, it's called Pathfinders. And when you donate, I think it's really any amount, any, any recurrent amount, you're part of the Pathfinders. And what's cool is like you, you belong like one, like we believe in what you're doing, but then like as a Pathfinder, you're in the inner circle. And even uh, this, the, the uh, president, he sends out a, a Pathfinders like, Hey, here's behind the scenes. Here's what's happening. And you feel like you're part of something bigger than just uh you know, writing a check each month. And yeah, even like just, yeah. I mean, the bumper sticker is cool. Like you can do something like that, but, but even digitally it's crazy. Like we'll give like iPhones, wallpapers, um, coloring pages, just simple things that just give back um, to that, to those. I mean, I want to say donors, but I want to say like supporters or members um, that community of people who care about that mission and also using that term of we, like, hey, we're in this together. You're part of us. This is not a you fund us. We do the cool stuff. Like you're in this with us as well. Exactly. The the donor, the supporter, that's the hero. The nonprofit is basically the the guide or the the enabler, the power up tool that really lets you lets as a supporter become the hero in the world. Right. Yeah. So can I talk to you about the? You mentioned the Google Ads. Can I tell you tell you the the secret that? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. Definitely. So here's here's the cool thing, and this is kind of why why we started Reach the Lost. Um, so Google has the Google Ad Grant, which a lot of people know of, but a lot of people don't. But Google gives any nonprofit that has a 501c3 $10,000 per month of free Google Ads. And those, a lot of people have them, but they're shut down because they, you know, went out of compliance or they were using it to, like, send people to a donation page. like. You can't do that. You have to go solve problems with that money, provide resources. Um, and so there's, we do branded campaigns, which are kind of kept in obvious stuff, like people looking for whatever. But like using that Google grant to answer those questions that people are asking on Google, um, you know, what, what brands, of you know, how should I train my dog to sit or whatever? Like, why not provide value? And this is this is kind of where we, we have that felt need funnel. Um, I, I'll do I'll do a church. So let's say we had a um, a marriage event happening. Like I would not run Google Ads and Google Grant ads to hey come to this marriage event. It's it's kind of like the dating approach where you're you're asking people to like get married on the first step. Like what we do is we say um, people are searching for date night ideas, and so we'll, we'll give you ten date night ideas on a budget in your city. And so people searching for date night ideas, they get this date night ideas, they download it, free content uh, brought to you by X, XYZ Church. 
and then they download the date night ideas and then we want to we want to give them again so they hop into an email drip email number two is here's some date night conversation starters so Mark, i just want to clarify we're talking um marriage events the, for those of us that don't attend these things on on, on a regular basis this is for already for married couples yeah this this would be, to get married this is an actual uh, funnel we did in the fall um, this was for engaged and really we targeted like newly married okay. couples. Okay. So it's date night ideas for couples, for, for people who are either newly married or recently married or um, about to get married. Right. Yeah. Okay. I just yeah, wanted we, to clarify that it's not like for single people. No, like I, um, I have a funnel here, but we start with that avatar. So who do we want to reach? What, what do we want them to eventually do? We want them to come to this, like come to this marriage event over here. Um, and so they download the date night ideas and then they, they download the conversation starters. Then email number three is going to be kind of who we are. And then we're going to in, invite them to this marriage event. And, and the beautiful thing about this is you have 10,000 bucks per month with that Google ad grant to like give, 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 give. Um, I think we had maybe like a 15% conversion, like come to the marriage event. Wow. What What's cool is like, even if they didn't, like you're making the, you're making the community better by giving them like good content and like conversation starters. Like I think we've all kind of lost the art of conversation. Hey, here's some just, here's some questions to like ask on your date to kind of go a little bit deeper. Um, And so with churches, like, um, you know, we're providing value and it's like, Hey, this was brought to you by XYZ church. Like we may not say like, Make sure you come this weekend, but like we'll invite them. Like, hey, if you ever want to talk to a pastor, like we're here. But then we'll like we'll bounce out. And so I think with like you know uh, influence, he talks about the law of reciprocity. Like there's yeah. yeah when you when you give someone something, there's this like universal law they want to give back. Yeah. Yeah. And I, it could even be like an emotional like um, man that church that did that was like really cool, or that nonprofit who who gave us that you know those pet training tips like that was really cool. They may never mm-hmm. become a um, a supporter or a member, but you give. And I think as humans, like we're making the world a little bit, a little bit better place by just giving. Yeah. But eventually they're going to come into our funnel. Like, Hey, wh- who is this golden doodle rescue? Hey, it's Boris and Mike. And we, we love golden doodles. We're, we're, we're very uh, manly men who love our golden doodles. And just that whole model, um, yeah. solving their problems, getting them into your funnel. And then there could be a membership site. There could be courses. Um, and, and at, at the end of that end of that funnel. Yeah. A lot of people don't realize, and, and you're talking directly to this, that um, Google exists to answer questions, right? Whether somebody knows it or not, when they type a search term into Google, they've got a question on their minds. The better Google can answer that question, the more likely people are going to come back to Google to look for those things again, versus asking their voice assistant or just asking their neighbor. Um, so especially with ads and, and nonprofit ads specifically on, on the Google ads grant, your answer has to be totally relevant to the question that they're asking. It has to show value somehow. And Google does all kinds of tricks to, to, to verify the stuff. So the more value you can provide, the better. It's also a, a branding play in a couple of ways, right? So, um, the way I talk about brand is it's the story that people tell about you, right? It's the association they have, whether it's with your logo or your name. So the church of the golden labradoodle, when somebody says that just to combine all our themes here, (laughs) when somebody says that, you know, what do you think of? Um, If that church has provided me with value, 
then I'm going to say, oh, that's the church that gave me this. It's a positive association. The more of those associations build up over time, the more likely I am to just have a, a desire to give to, to the organization and also to share it with others, right? Because yeah. if someone else is looking for help with their golden doodle, then I'm going to say, oh, you know what's a great organization? Yeah, I, I haven't attended their events, but I love the stuff they've been sending me. I'm sure this event would be great, great for you too. Let me pass that along, right? Yeah, this is a, so I do a daily Bible reading and I use this, um, they're called the Bible recap and they just, every day they, they give, give me like a five to 10 minute podcast, like breaking down today's reading, giving it context. Um, and we're at what may we're, we're in May. I've been listening to them since January 1st. It wasn't until last month that I started giving. Um, cause it was like, man, they gave me like 90 days of like amazing content. I felt a little guilt. Like they, they asked for like seven bucks a month. Like I can do that. Like one to get rid of this guilt, but two, like if I would have tried to buy the same thing they gave me, like I'd have probably paid 50, hundred bucks um, for the, for the same type of content that they're just giving away for free. And that's where sometimes these, these donor cycles are not like seven days, sign up donors. Like for them, it was probably 120 before I became, a monthly recurring donor. And what that did is that unlocked um, show transcripts. Like now if I want to go read like what she said in the podcast, um, but they started with here's amazing free content, but they also care. Like they really, they have a heart to help people like learn the Bible, read the Bible. And like, I, I get it. Like I love their heart. It comes through everything they do, every email, every episode. And they got me in for seven bucks a month. I don't really care about the show transcriptions, but there's like, that's cool. I have these things. Um, and we know there's tools out there for, was it 10 cents a minute? You can get your stuff transcribed. Like it wasn't hard for them, but it provided value to me. Um, and I'm kind of like looking like, cool, like this stuff's amazing. What else do they have that? And they have like in-person like discipleship groups, but yeah, that, that whole model I think is the NPAAS nonprofit as a service. Like, to me, that's the future. Um, and, and why not? Like you have this nonprofit with, of people who care about this one particular topic, like turn your camera on, record something, like write blog posts. Like you you started a nonprofit for this mission, like get after it. I think a lot of nonprofits feel like it's hard to compete with all the noise, right? I mean, that's one of the things that I focus on is how to help them break through all the, all the noise that's out there. And there's probably a thousand bloggers talking about golden doodles every single day. So how does a nonprofit stand out? It, it can be a little intimidating, but there are definitely strategies to, to do that. And the Google ads grant is, is one of those, right? You could run basically uh, no cost to you ads as long as they're well done. Um, and, but also I, 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 you know, when you were talking about the, um, the length of time that it took, the 90 days or something that they were providing you with value before you felt guilty um, to, <laughs> enough to, to, to give to them or just you felt that need to, to reciprocate, right? Um, in uh, the for-profit world, of course, there's, um, especially in SaaS companies, there's the customer acquisition cost, right? When Amazon first started, I think they were giving free, uh, you know, $50 free or something, $20 free. When Uber first started, it was, you know, get your first ride free, get $10 off, $20 off, whatever it was. And that's all factored into their customer acquisition cost. They know that in the long run, they're going to make it back. Yeah. So with nonprofits, giving 
value like that over the course of a, a long period of time. And it doesn't cost them much to do it. I mean, the ads grant is free, although it'll take some resources to administer it. Uh, you know, it'll take a little time and resources to create some of these uh, downloadable guides or whatever it might be. But it's not expensive, ultimately. If you factor that in to your customer acquisition cost in the long run, you should be checking, of course, your, your ROI, your return on, on, on investment, but it's going to pay off in spades. Yeah. Yeah. Like very practical. Like if you're watching this right now, like go to answerthepublic.com, type in your topic and they'll, they'll give you all the questions being asked in that topic. But look at the, they'll, they'll give you the who, what, when, where, why, and how look at the how and the what, and just answer some of those with a, you know, 600 word blog post. And then if you get that grant, like, man, run traffic to that, like, like the cost, the acquisition cost, when you have 10,000 bucks of free money per month, like that acquisition cost can go way, way, way down. And you, you mentioned that, you know, other people, you know, comp competing with other people out there, like there are restrictions with the grant, like um, you have to be able to convert. But if you do yeah. a, like one funnel well and just like hammer that funnel, like you could just crush your your niche, um, getting people into your nonprofit. Answerthepublic.com. Yeah, cool. We'll definitely add that to the uh, to the show notes. People go check that out. I actually didn't know that one. Um, I use uh, some. SEO tools to to research what people are asking around a particular topic. And all it does is basically say, it, you take your term and then it tries to find matching terms with the word how or what or why or where uh, beforehand to see what Google auto completes, right? Yeah, yeah, and same those suggestions. Yeah, I also kind of like, another step is adding kwfinder.com. You get three free searches per day. And so I like to use that to see how many people are searching for this topic? Um, if you just do three a day, then you can like have someone else do three three that same day. But just making sure that people are asking enough people are asking that question that it's something worth solving. I see so many like YouTube videos done, blog posts done, answering questions that nobody's asking, and it's like man, you just wasted a lot of time like that you could have spent on this 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 question that's being asked all the time, every month, over and over. Um, so use, use data to like, make sure that you're solving, answering the right questions. It's not all about you as, as the organization. It's about the people that you're trying to serve and, and help. Absolutely. Uh, Mike, man, we are uh, over time here. <laughs> uh, it's been an awesome conversation. I'm going to definitely have to have you back real soon. Um, you've always got amazing uh, things to share. So uh, I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for coming on today. Um, we're going to have in the show notes uh, all of the stuff that we talked about today. Plus, uh, Mike has shared with us a uh, video on exactly how all this works uh, for Reach the Lost, that uh, it show, it breaks down his process that really anybody could uh, duplicate themselves if they have the time and resources. And if not, they should hire Mike to uh, to do it for them. Um, so that's definitely going to be in our show notes, uh, as well as the full transcript of this, which we do use one of those transcript services to put together. So sorry in advance for the typos or the, uh, the um, uh, what do you call it in... in um, in music, there's mondegreens. I think that entered the uh, dictionary a couple of years ago, where uh, when you when the singer is singing one thing, but you hear something else. Yeah. Uh, I think transcript services are, are great for those. <laughs> um, any any last uh, last words you want to share with with the folks here, Mike? No, I just 
Like I, I love nonprofits. Um, you know, I've, I've worked, I have secular clients. Like we do, it's, it's sales funnels. Like think like a, like a, think a sales funnel, but you're for, for your nonprofit and just yeah. serve that category, serve that niche. But also like as a nonprofit, you have access to stuff that a lawn care company doesn't. And so make sure, I mean, I know you have a ton of like resources, um, but yeah, reach out if you have any questions of how to, how to where do I even go to get started? Um, this process is super simple. There's no like secret algorithm. It's like, just do step one, two, three, four, five, and like rinse and repeat. There you go. Well, I don't know about the rinse and repeat part, but uh, <laughs> that was for those of you listening to the audio, that was me uh, looking at my bald head and saying rinse and repeat does not uh, always apply. But all right. Um, with that, it's as uh, good a time as any to wrap this up. Mike's contact info and all the links, like I said, are going to be in the show notes. Um, thanks, everybody, for joining us, tuning in, listening in, however you're you're doing what you're doing. And thank you for what you're doing to make the world a better place. As always, I'm your host, Boris, and we'll see you next week with some more conversations with awesome nonprofit leaders. Ba-ding, ding. ding. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Boris.